Hello and welcome to the Pin Attic Podcast. This is episode number 26. I am Brad Dowdy, aka The Pin Addict, and our normal ho- co-host today, Mike Hurley, is taking a much-needed vacation, and we have a special guest host in today, one Mr. Stephen Hackett. How are you today, Stephen? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing really good. I, I appreciate you filling in for Mike this week. Uh, I know it's been, a, it's been a long week for you filling in all the, the 70 dB podcasts. Yeah, it's it's been a wild ride, and uh, and we should say Mike is uh, what's today? Today's Thursday, so Mike should be uh, wrapping up his tour of the Grand Canyon uh, this afternoon, <laughs> and that's that's not true at all. And um, but he'll be back next week, so you you only have to suffer with me uh, just this one time. No, no, I'm excited about it. I've, I've talked to you over email as we got we've gotten prepared for the show, and you know, you and I have kind of known each other in the in the online realm for probably I don't know a little over a year, year and a few months or so, and uh, I've I've always enjoyed talking to you, and we have a lot of the same same likes and dislikes, and you know, we we talk pens and paper and all that stuff. So I'm I'm excited to have you on. It's almost like a a guest appearance on the show. So oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna drill you good on uh, on some topics today. So. Okay. I think it'll be fun. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> nah, nah, it, it's it's painless. It's all fun here at the Pen Addict. But um, I did have uh, I did have one quick bit of follow up I wanted to uh, to mention from last week's episode, if you don't mind, real quick. We had um, last week we talked about uh, penmanship and handwriting and things like that, and um, it was actually a really well well received podcast. We got a lot of good feedback on that. People like to know how you know how my handwriting style got the way it is. How people can improve their handwriting. And Mike chimed in. You know, talked about Mike's handwriting as well. And he he's left handed and he's kind of got a, a hook grip. And he's admitted that his handwriting's bad. And I'm totally on board with bad handwriting. I think the majority of us probably do have illegible <laughs> handwriting these days, just because we're not using you know pens and paper as much it just kind of it's a skill that erodes over time well mike added a picture to our show notes last week that i just want to make sure that everybody who listens to the pen addict podcast goes out and sees because mike's handwriting was bad but until i saw this picture it was it was i don't know there are no words for this how bad his handwriting i mean i mean it's a crime it is I I've, I felt so strongly about it. I had to share it on Twitter with all my friends, and that's where that's where you saw it, Stephen. And um, you know, I haven't seen your handwriting. I maybe I think I've seen a few notes here and there, and I don't recall. But it's certainly not even remotely in this ballpark. No, I will uh, I will take a picture and and we'll, we can put it in the. Uh, let me find something in my notebook I can share. And uh, but yeah, it's not. I mean, I don't. Mike got hit in the head or something as a kid. I mean, this is not, <laughs> this is not natural. It's not. It's not. And, you know, that's I don't know how to help that. That's that's pretty far gone. And, you know, I know Mike's not here to defend himself. And, and, and that's kind of the point. You know, I wanted to really take him to task when he he's not here to defend himself. But um, we're going to have to have a an intervention or or a pentervention of, of some kind. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and um, I. I, w- I was shocked. I was shocked. Being as huge of a pen fan, he's a huge pen nerd, right? I mean, you've seen him. He's he, since we started the show, he's really gone off the deep end, and you know he's buying stuff left and right, and you know. But uh, I, I don't know what pen's going to help that handwriting. So you know, I, I say everyone's you know not a lost cause, and there are pens that can help you improve your handwriting. Um, I'm gonna have to have a talk with uh, with my co-host here, uh, Mr. Hurley, and uh, see what we can do about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. 
Yeah. But anyway, that's an that's a that's enough being unfair to Mike since he's not here to defend himself. I wanna I wanted to talk about you, Mr. Hackett, and get into a, a couple of things you've written um, on your blog, 512pixels.net. And I don't know, it, I don't want to get too off track here, but I know at, at some point your your blog changed from Fork Bomber to 512pixels. And I don't know if this post, there's a post I want to talk about called Nothing Doesn't Go In Here from last July. And I don't know if that was an original Fork Bomber post or when the cutover happened to 512pixels. It's hard to remember these yeah. things. It was kind uh, of around that time. Yeah, it was – 512 Pixels is, is about a year old. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, this is just a, a literally a Google search away. Let's see. Um, but yeah, about the same time. Okay. We'll leave it at that until I find the answer. Well, Stephen Stephen wrote a post on here, and, and I've followed his blog since the since the Fork Bomber uh, Fork Bomber Davis, and he he wrote a post that I, I wanted to share with all the readers, and it, it's not a very long post to, to read, so I'm going to read it, you know, pretty much the whole thing here, real quick, and it's about how there's kind of a a tentativeness or a kind of a barrier to get things started in in, in notebooks, and and I have the same issue very much so, and I know a lot of readers have. Have emailed me and you know sent me tweets about you know getting started and just you know cracking open that journal for the first page or you know open up a pocket diary for you know and starting writing on that first page and Stephen Stephen made a really good post so let me let me read it as as much as I can the post is called nothing doesn't go in here which is actually came from a um, back to work podcast um, episode so here's here's Stephen's post real quick I have a pair of failed notebooks on my nightstand both are moleskins both have about Eight pages of writing in blue ink. Both are failed attempts at writing for my own good. Recently, I've been realizing that writing for me would be a healthy thing. I got my first batch of Field Notes notebooks in the mail last week. Being so much smaller, my thought was that I would be more likely to carry one with me at all times. I've written less than a page. I'm not really sure why. Part of me still feels nervous about writing personal things in a non-digital format, even though I plan on scanning my notebooks when filled. I'm fearful of losing valuable words and time, maybe, if something were to happen to the notebook before it is a scanned PDF, safe and sound, on my iMac time capsule and off-site backup drive. Part of it doesn't feel, part part of it doesn't like the messy feeling of handwriting and bent pages. I always have my iPhone, but I don't always have a pen. Despite all of this, however, I am drawn back to writing in a notebook. I was thinking about this all week. Then I heard the latest episode of Merlin Mann and Dan Benjamin's show Back to Work. In it, Merlin had some great advice about writing in a notebook. I can't give it justice by quoting just part of it. Just go listen to the first half of the show. The point of a notebook shouldn't be the point of a .text file, at least for me. I need to start feeling more free to jot down ideas, quotes, and thoughts without worrying so much about my page margins being even or my writing being neat enough. I want to be free enough. I can tape things into it, tear out parts of pages, and maybe even spill a little coffee on it. But alas, even typing that makes me somewhat apprehensive. I I really wish it didn't. I think that last that last paragraph is is the key. You know, it, for some reason, myself very very much included. There's this barrier to to writing in a, you know, in just like a journal, like a field notes notebook. You know, why don't you feel free to just write down anything you want, make a mess of it? Why does it have to be neat and orderly and organized? You know, why can't it just be just, you know, a complete inbox for your brain and just dump it all in there? Why do we have that hesitation to, to get those things started like that? How did you, you know, what, what is your feeling about how this post came about? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, that, hmm, that's really a good question. I, I think for me it was, um, 
you know, pretty all, pretty much outlined in there. You know, it was just a a discomfort that I had with kind of letting myself go a little bit, and um, and for whatever reason, like I said, like in hindsight, like reading that now, and we're getting ready to talk about it, but I've overcome the hurdle, <laughs> right? Um, and yeah, uh, that's that's the real key that I want to talk um, about. But yeah, and uh, and but I think for me, getting writing that out and posting it and having thousands and thousands of people read it was like a big stepping stone uh, towards getting over that hurdle. And, and I, I got a lot of feedback about that from people saying the same thing and, um, you know, or saying, Hey, you know, I, I've got moleskin or moleskin, if you're fancy. <laughs> and um, I, I'm from Tennessee. I, I can barely get two shoes on most days. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, but you know, it, just that that feeling of being comfortable with yourself was difficult for me. Yeah, and I I I, I have that same challenge, and I still have that same challenge to the day. You know, I, I can get past one page, but I'm kind of in that eight page barrier still after all these years of doing this. That eight, it's about that eight page barrier. That's a good number. It, it kind of hits me, but you know, like you you alluded to, you know, that was you posted that in July eighth. So I'm sitting here reading five, 12 pixels, you know, a month or two ago. And, you know, cause I, I subscribe in my reader and, and uh, I read a lot of, a lot of blog posts. And then I see a post come up and it's called a year of field notes. And all it is, is an image stack of Steven's field notes that he's used in the past year. And it's a stack of 10 field notes, notebooks. So something's changed from in the past year where you wrote that post where you can't get past the first page to now all of a sudden you filled 10 of them in a year. So what, what changed and what did, did your routine change? Did your, just your mental approach to it change or how, how did that happen? Cause that's, I, to me personally, that's impressive. That's a big deal because I, I'm, I, I have a very big difficulty with this. Yeah. I think, I think two things happened. Uh, the first was I, I got a system down where I can scan these things or I can take a photo of a page and, and capture it in Evernote or Dropbox or in an email even, and so the getting the content into the digital world was not as hard as I thought it would be, and uh, and that's that was huge. Um, secondly, um, was I stopped? Um, uh, I wrote this thing that that kind of got some traction um, called the capture form, like how I used to take notes on my computer or an iPad in a meeting. And, and since posting that, I've stopped doing that, and I, I just take a field notes uh, and a pen with me into meetings. And uh, unfortunately, uh, a lot of what I do at work is meetings, <laughs> and um, and the there's no barrier to entry with a notebook because people a are already used to people writing in meetings, and w- when you bring technology into a meeting, people always wonder if you're paying attention or mm. you know, and and it can be distracting, especially with things like you know, um, iMessage, and all of a sudden I'm getting texts on my computer, and it's crazy town, and and so for me, taking a notebook into a meeting with me to take notes in, uh, A, <laughs> meant I was filling them up a lot faster because I go to a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. But B, it, it, it made the notebook more of a, a part of my workflow than it was before. You know, before, if I was just quote-unquote journaling in my right. notebook, um, that really wasn't part of my workflow, wasn't uh, critical to my day. Uh, and now it is, you know, now I don't go into a meeting without it. It's literally always in my front left pocket. And, um, 
And because they're scanned, I have them in Evernote. If I need to go back and look at a, a past meeting, I can find those notes pretty quickly and, um, and and go from there. So do you do you keep mostly just work stuff in here, or do you mix it up and and see so that's the thing that's one of the difficulties that I have. It's like you know I use field notes or or dome paper, the smaller you know utility size notebooks, and then I end up getting myself. Well, I want to have a project, so I'm going to start it in this notebook, and then I end up you know finding something else to start another new notebook on, and end up with four notebooks with you know four pages filled in each. And uh, to me, I, I go back and look at myself and I just tell myself, you're just being ridiculous. Yeah. So. So what I've done is I've started looking at, at whatever field notes I'm carrying with me as just an extension of me. And so, for instance, I just started this one the other day. So I've, uh, I'm only on page 12. Uh, so I have uh, some meeting notes. I have uh, information for a dentist appointment because I have a tooth that's acting up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's now in my calendar. But I was on the phone with the girl, so I couldn't type on my iPhone. So wrote it down. Uh, I have two pages of uh, Mac addresses and IP addresses. I was helping a friend of mine do some networking and was just jotting down notes. Uh, and then I have the rest of it's basically show notes for the podcast this week. You know, so just like link to this, link to this. I now have a page where I'm writing a letter to your fans, so you can see my handwriting. <laughs> and um, and so, you know, it really depends. Some of those notebooks are a lot more work related than others because maybe I was busier at work than others or you know some of them will have four or five pages of one journal entry it just it just really depends on on what's going on I really try to view it as just an extension of whatever else is happening that's yeah that's awesome I I, I think that's the key if you want you know if you want this to work like if I, I really want this to work for me I have to incorporate it into everything, not try to segregate it out and try to, everything has a, you know, I'm, I'm in the, you know, we're both in the IT field and I, I, I tend to be, you know, really, you know, anal and anal retentive about things and, you know, particular on details. And I end up trying to put everything in, in its own little bucket. And when I'm trying to, you know, just have like a, you know, a capture item, uh, an analog capture item, you know, like a field notes notebook, it's like, I still try to, use those same strict rules that I use at work or, you know, trying to, you know, figure out something on the job and trying to, you know, slice up my notebooks the same way when it's really, I need to, you know, it's a piece of paper in a notebook, loosen up, dude, you know, <laughs> let's like write down your notes and, I, you know, use it as an inbox and then things that need to transfer out, you know, like you said, you wrote down a calendar entry. Well, when you got off the phone, you transferred into your calendar and you just kind of keep everything rolling, rolling through there. I think that's a, a, a pretty, pretty awesome system. Yeah. And, the, and, you know, and there's lots of notebooks out there. Uh, I, sometimes I get asked why I chose field notes. You know, is it because I'm a Mac blogger hipster? Well, sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just I really like the size. Um, that you know, it's not much bigger than an index card, and I like that it's soft. So if I wear my skinny jeans out, uh, I can sit down. Um, <laughs> which goes back to the Mac hipster blogger thing. That's right. But it's, I don't know. The, the form factor just works for me, and um, and so I've got a, I've got a yearly subscription, and I keep uh, a, a ba- I have a gallon size Ziploc bags of empty ones, and a gallon size Ziploc bags of full ones, and uh, eventually they they make uh, the switch. Cool. And then you, you you scan them into Evernote, right? When you're when you're done with them. I do. Yeah. So we've got a big 
huge scanner at work, and uh, I scanned him in and um, and I named the file with the start date and the end date of the notebook, and uh, so far that's worked pretty well. That's cool. I've got we mentioned at, at some point in, in one of our episodes, Mike and I mentioned that uh, about scanning notebooks in, in Evernote, and I got a ton of questions on that. So maybe maybe that's another episode sometime we can uh, we can dig in, in into that more. But actually, when Mike and I mentioned that, uh, you know, the emails just started pinging me like, wait a minute, <laughs> now people are doing this, and you know, how does that work and all that stuff? So yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll save that topic for another day for another guest hosting uh, guest hosting spot. But um. <laughs> well, cool. I, I really wanted to hear about that because it was a pretty good change. I mean, you know, it, it's very, uh, very obvious on how there was such a, a barrier a year ago. Then all of a sudden, boom, as we say, there, there's 10 notebooks filled in, in the past year. And uh, I, I'm impressed. I need to I need to uh, I think I need to loosen up a bit, a little bit in my uh, requirements for writing things down in my notebooks yeah. and you know, stick to one notebook. Let it all be in there and, uh, and and roll from there. I think it. Uh, I think you've uh, you've done something that uh, a lot of us can't do, and that's uh, you know overcome that one little barrier to to getting the pen on the page. Yeah, it, definitely a, a work in progress. You know, right yes. now they're, they're lasting about five or six weeks, um, which is pretty good. You know, they're, yeah. they're a little pricey, but so far that that's worked out. So, well, cool, cool. Well, now I want to I want to talk about uh, you know kind of the 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 nuts and bolts of uh, what you're using to write in these field notes, notebooks, but you want to, uh, before we get into that, you want to knock out our, our sponsor for this episode? I would, I'd love to, I'd love to talk about Squarespace for a second, if that's all right. Absolutely. Um, so uh, Squarespace is back supporting the network. Uh, once again, um, love those guys. And today I really want to talk about um, their, their mobile applications. You know, Squarespace is, is famous for having uh, all the things you need to build a great website, right in your browser. You have the design. Uh, it's easy as drag and drop. You have editing and markdown or HTML. You have your um, all your management tools for things like comments and, uh, and stats. All that's in the browser. But it's also all in Squarespace's free mobile apps that run on uh, iOS and, if you're so inclined, Android. Now, these apps bring uh, everything that's in the browser, uh, just about everything, uh, to your pocket. So with the uh, with the apps, you can uh, post and manage uh, both like blog posts and pages. You can preview them. So like for me, for instance, I love writing on a template, so I know exactly what it's going to look like when I hit publish. The Squarespace apps let, let you do that. You can edit in uh, text, markdown, HTML, whatever language you're used to, whatever your workflow is in, it supports it. Um, you can deal with comments. You can mark them as spam, reply to them, delete them. You can do this in, in batches. So if you have a bunch of comments that you want to mark as spam all at once, you can do that real easily. Um, and you can see, even receive a push notification for, uh, for when new comments are posted. Um, and finally, and what I really like uh, the most, is that you get all your site stats with you in your pocket. A lot of blogging platforms, the stats are a separate package, a separate app. With Squarespace, it's all built in. You can see your unique page views. You can see people coming back. You can see search terms. All right in the app with your content. It's, it's your whole Squarespace experience right in your pocket. Now, um, you know, Squarespace is, is well known for being affordable. They've got, uh, they've got two plans, a standard plan and, the, uh, and the, what, what I like to call the big boy plan, the ultimate plan. And uh, 
to start uh, just ten or twenty dollars a month if you sign up uh, either for, uh, annual or even for two years, you get a discount. If you use the discount code seventy decibels eight, you get an additional ten percent off at time of checkout. So check check them out, squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can sign up for a free 14-day trial. Try out the app, try out the website, and uh, I really think you'll be impressed. Absolutely, and, and I'm a I'm a Squarespace convert, and uh, we, Mike and I have talked about it over the over the months here. You know about my transferring over to Squarespace, so we've we've talked about it a lot. And one of the things I keep going back to time and time again. Um, is is the iOS apps, the mobile apps. I mean, I, that's been a killer feature for me, and it's actually changed my blogging workflow completely. And the way I, you know, at least, if nothing else, the way I manage comments. I mean, I turned off from my old type bad blog. I had every comment emailed to me, hmm. um, you know, just so I could see. You know, I, I didn't, I just wanted to see what's going on. I, I like to, you know, you know, comments on the blogosphere is oh, oh. <laughs> about 10 other episodes. But, um, you know, I keep comments on because, you know, I, I get a lot of questions and, and have a lot of back and forth with the readers. And But it would end up, you know, just, that's just a constant flow into my inbox. And that's just, it's just it just became kind of a, a – it kind of got in the way of, you know, just my regular inbox. So the Squarespace mobile apps allowed me to yank that out of my – general email inbox, you know, on my, on my computer and put that on my iOS device and I could actually manage it better. And it actually works out a lot better for me. And I can see when the message, when the comments come in and I can choose when to reply to them. And I don't know, I've been really happy with the, uh, with the mobile apps for Squarespace. So thank you Squarespace for uh, continuing to sponsor us for obviously huge fans. Absolutely. So let's talk about pins. That sounds Um, good. Yeah, that's seen it is the, the the pen addict podcast. You know, I one of the first times I I talked with you was when I was employed by Jet Pens, and I sent you out a few pens to try out. And you know, at that time, I think you were using I think you were using the point seven G two Pilot G two in Blue Ink. Sure and was. I, I haven't looked this up. I'm just <laughs> I think that was right. So I'm yeah, glad that was right. It is. If I uh, still have one in my back, it's still yep. kind of my my fallback. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I sent you a few things to try out, and, you know, there's kind of some middle ground there. You know, there were some likes and dislikes, but since then, you've kind of latched on to definitely one of my all-time favorite pens in the, the Zebra Sarasa push clip in blue-black ink. Is is that right? Is that the kind of your, your go-to workhorse these days? It, it is, absolutely. And... um that's what uh, my handwriting sample, which uh, will be in the show notes, uh, is written in. Oh, cool! And I like it, I like it for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's a comfortable pen. You know, the just the the mechanics of the pen are nice. The clip is really good. Um, but I, I love the color, and I love um, it's it feels as fluid as the G two O seven, but it doesn't run as much, mm-hmm. and uh, which is especially nice in in the little notebooks like. Field notes, so you're often, um, you know, kind of writing back over where you were. Or your hand is up, you know, where you were writing because the page is kind of small. Uh, it keeps it from getting on your hand, which is which is nice. And uh, that was something I always wrestled wrestled with with the uh, with the with the G two. Uh, it seems to dry a lot quicker. So yep, yep. And with the uh, and are you using the the point five millimeter? I tip? am. I'm using the, I'm using the point five, and 
you know, so it's not scratchy uh, in the field notes uh, or really on anything, but it, you know, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice weight. So. Yeah. And that's a good point too, about the, uh, the 0.7 G2. Uh, I don't think you'd make it five or six weeks um, using that pin in the field notes. You would, you know, the, the smaller tip size gives you a little more, uh, a little more page room to, to write more th- more things and you'd be filling those up super quick. I think, yeah. you know, with a, with a wide tip pin, I, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the zebra Sarasa. Um, I, re- I recommend those all the time when people are looking for, uh, for a really good quality gel ink pen. Um, it, it's really hard to be beat for, for the price. I mean, it, I guess it's compared to a lot of other pens, you know, that you buy from online retailers like jet pens or something that are imported. It's very inexpensive, you know, compared to like pens on the store shelf. It's pretty much in line. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not an overly expensive pen. It's not a dirt cheap pen either, but, um, quality wise, it, it it's super and it, it's it's one I carry with me a lot and have at my desk at work and have a, it's it's one I have handy a lot and um yeah and, and for a gel they seem to last a long time like uh, I've used other gel pens where I feel like I've blasted right through them mm-hmm. but I'm getting a pretty good life out of these which is which is nice when you're spending a couple bucks on a pen yeah exactly exactly and you sent me another one recently that uh, I was actually kind of surprised you've uh, you enjoy and it's one that I like and and another one that is a real workhorse for me and that's the the uniball jet stream um, the point seven and uh, I yeah, they're really different from each other they, they are <laughs> they are and that, that's kind of a hard thing you know if um, you know people are looking for a specific fit you know or asking me for recommendations those you know it's usually going to be one or the other. Those usually aren't going to, you know, work together. Um, yeah, you know. I would definitely say the the zebra is the is the go to pen, especially like in a notebook or just to have on me. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find myself using the Jetstream a lot um, uh, when the you know the gel's not always the, um, doesn't always work on all surfaces very well. Exactly, and, and so it's nice to have a ballpoint. Uh, I found, and a lot of like when I'm doing a lot of. I, I have to do a lot of like contract work, um, you know, actually work like on contracts, like editing and, and, mm-hmm. you know, signing a bunch of stuff. And, and I found the ballpoint is just maybe a little more, uh, I don't want to say professional, but kind of is a, a better fit for that, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Um, and so it's nice to have kind of have a grown up pin around. <laughs> um, I mean, the zebra doesn't like shoot glitter out of the end of it or anything, but, no. um, and sometimes it's just nice to, nice to have a change. And even though the weight's heavier, even though it's a point seven, um, it, it's it doesn't feel like a point seven to me. Like it really feels mm-hmm. smaller, and so I, I can I can write pretty small with it, uh, and it, and not be a problem. Yeah, and actually, just just for your info, and I, I get this question a lot: the um, ballpoint ballpoint tip sizes. You know, while while they're the same physical measurement, mm-hmm. the, there's a the different measurement is the line width, and when you're talking about a point seven, a point seven millimeter ballpoint. The line width is going to be similar to a point five millimeter gel ink pen. Gotcha. You know, okay. A one point, a one point oh millimeter ballpoint is going to be similar to like your point seven G two. So they're kind of the line width is kind of going to kind of be a notch down. Gotcha. So that's good to know. A lot of people see me talking about the Jetstream point five millimeter, and then they go out and buy it, and they're like, "Oh no, I hate this pen." Yeah, because <laughs> it's like it's super super fine. I mean, like poke your eye out. 
you know, with a needle, fine. And uh, I've actually had some people, some people, you know, I talk about them and, you know, people go out and buy them. Then I, I was like, hey, I bought these uh, jet streams and I don't like them. Can I just send them to you? I'm like, sure. <laughs> send I, I think I've had at least two people send me those because, um, you know, because they buy it thinking it's going to be like their 0.5 millimeter gel ink pen and it's going to be way different. So that's just a just something to, to keep in mind out there because I that question comes up a lot. You know, people buy a 0.7 and are like, ooh, this is really thin and scratchy. But at the 0.7 Jetstream, I think, is the, the sweet spot for me. That's a that's an awesome writing pen. I love it. Yeah, and um, and I've got it in blue. Um, I don't have any, any black pens. Really, just because I, I mark up documents so much at work that mm-hmm. the blue makes it easy for my eyes to find where my notes are and kind of – you know, on the page of if it's a blueprint or if it's a, a contract or something. So, yeah, and I, the blue. I, I'm with you on on ballpoint. I almost exclusively only use blue ink. Um, for for gel, I use mostly black and blue black, and almost never regular blue. But for ballpoint, I almost only use blue because I think the black ballpoints are usually never dark enough to me, and they usually skip. And and I have a lot better luck with the blue ink ballpoints, like the like the Jetstream for sure. Yeah, and it's kind of, it's a good looking. Uh, it's a good looking barrel too. Like I, I kind of yeah. like. It's kind of. Uh, it's got. This is gonna sound so weird. It's kind of got a little curve, little curves to it, you know. Yeah. No. Little, exactly. And like the little window in the side where where it's got the. Uh, it says I don't have mine with me. It says Jetstream like in the little window, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's there kinda, it is. It's, it's, it's of, like a little cutout in the side. It's like it's like the pin from the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. They do a really good job. Uniball probably makes. They make some of the best looking barrels for me and. And they're more; they seem to be more durable than a lot of the other pens too, especially for the price. I mean, these are not expensive pens, and they they're really sturdy and and solid, and they really feel good when you're riding. There's not a lot of bouncing around or rattling around or extraneous noise and and things when you ride. It's just a real real solid pen. So yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, they are different from each other, but uh, I like them both. Uh, with the zebra, you know, pulling out a a little bit ahead. Yep. Yeah. But, it's, but it's close. Yep, and I, you know, like you said, you use them different pens for different things, and you know, I, you know, I carry a ton of pens with me, but you know, the ones I, I, I keep like in a, a pen case in my backpack, you know, I might carry ten pens, but they're all gonna be, they're all gonna be very different for if I, you know, you know, get on a whim and want something specific, I have it with me. You know, there's no point in carrying, you know five different ball point seven millimeter ball points from five different five different brands. You know, I find the one gel ink pen that I like the best and I carry it with me. And I find the one ballpoint ink pen and I carry it with me. And I find the one, you know, plastic tip pen and I carry it with me. Things like that. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Were there any other any other pens uh, you've been using recently? That's that's pretty much it. I've um found kind of found what worked for me and um that was it, you know. Not yeah. not trying to tinker too much. So that's a good. That's a good thing. I, I, yeah, Mike and I definitely have the, uh, <laughs> the, the tinkering bug. You know, there's always something new to try out and, and things like that. But you know, people people still revert back to they want that one pen. You know, what's what's going to be my pen? And you know, I I think you've 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 picked a good one in the 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 zebra sarasa. That's a excellent choice and uh, one that I know listeners of the the pen addict you know they they like that pen a lot and if they haven't tried it out they they definitely should because it, it's well worth it and you know it's i just want to one comment on that it's the the one that steven's using the zebra sarasa push clip is different than the zebra sarasa you find at staples or office max or things like that and i can't explain why 
but it absolutely writes differently. It's a much better pen, uh, the Push Club version of the pen. So I just wanted to point that out because someone will say, you know, I bought this Sarasa and, you know, I don't think it's doing as well. And I was like, you know, which one did you buy? And they're like, well, just this one. And I'm like, it's a different pen. And yeah. I, I, it just is. I can't, I don't have an answer to that, to why, but it, it is. Trust me, the, the, the Push Club is a much, much better uh, performing pen than the regular Sarasa. So. So anyway, that's uh, that's my my pen tip for the day. But uh, I think uh, I think that's about got it, Stephen. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We definitely need to to talk about where everyone can can find you online. Yeah, well, let's just uh, let's just dive into that. Uh, I'm uh, on Twitter at ismh, uh, and as mentioned, write five uh, twelve pixels dot net. And you can find me on Twitter also at Dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. And, you know, all the, the pin reviews and, and other fun stuff is at pinaddict.com. And also have a, uh, a contact there, you know, pinaddict.com forward slash contact. Y'all are all free to email me and with your show recommendations, uh, pin questions, uh, uh, pin reviews, anything, uh, anything that I can help out with, I'm, I'm glad to do it. And uh, I, I really appreciate you filling in today, Stephen. It was a pleasure. Yeah, glad glad to do it. All right. Well, I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon. Have a great day. All right, you too.